Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 19 of the Cyber Bullies Podcast. I'm Ken Worski. I'm joined by... Kyle Reese. <laughs> Man, Dell. <laughs> For anyone that missed episode 18, it's up on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, or other podcast sites. Subscribe, rate us. We haven't gotten an email in a while. Cyberbulliespodcast at gmail.com. or on Twitter, or Tumblr, or Facebook. Who gives a shit? Episode 18, we watch Buried Secrets with mm-hmm. Annalise Vellum. A.K. T.A.T. A.K. Tiffany Amertheus and in the place to be. Mm. Whew. These I got to say, these were the easiest questions that I had to write. Really, they flowed. I wrote them within f- ten seconds. I re-listened on the way to work today because I was like, I should be ready for recording. It it it, it was. I, I hear what you're saying though. It, it sometimes like the one with uh, <laughs> last week. No, no the, uh, the the one with mm, perfect neighbor. Oh yeah, it you. took me an hour to think of three yeah. questions. I swear to God. I think I could probably even guess what these questions are, but I'm going to let you do it anyway. Oh, we'll see. How much microfiche is too much? <laughs> well, I, that's, <laughs> I, you know what? Did well, not see that coming. Exactly. Uh, was there ever a better hot girl look than overalls? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. I thought that was my answer, too. Yeah. I was like, I mean, you, you begged the, the question there, but I yeah, no, and, absolutely not. Uh, the, the most... <laughs> Ridiculous question, maybe. Could a stable horse commit premeditated murder? <laughs> could they or could they be convicted of it? Could they premeditate murder? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I, you know, I should have asked my, my biologist friends today at the bar because I think they would know the level at which a horse brain works. Mm-hmm. Like whether they could actually, because they clearly could be I trained. Mean, so. Right. And they're arrogant. Like they're definitely, they are. Like if you know anything about horse racing, Dick, they fucking are like. I just love that idea. They are. They're fucking arrogant. That like they'll they'll know like they can when they have to speed up, and they're when they're fucking with other horses. I swear to God, they do that. No, I totally believe you. It was just funny the way you said it. Yeah. I mean, my my answer is yes. They can commit. <laughs> okay. They they can premeditate murder and then commit it. Now a follow up question. Okay. If a cor- a horse was to commit premeditated murder, correct. Would he either, uh, you know, do a back kick with their hind legs, or would they pound on it like a four hundred fifty pound gorilla? I think we established this in the show, which is they would stand a hundred yards away and shoot a shotgun or, or a rifle. <laughs> I just that idea of the, of the horse. I, it made me laugh. Sorry to hear <laughs> we were talking about just pounding this woman to death yeah. in a rage, and then waiting until she's almost dead and putting her down with a gun. A, f- a shotgun to the side of the head. <laughs> like to me, that is—it's oh just like revenge God. on all humanity. In addition to whatever that woman did. Uh, yeah, it, I love it, it. It made me laugh real hard. Uh, so <clears throat> I love that. I we, that was a, a fun episode. It was a fun movie to do. It was batshit crazy. Oh yeah, and at horse committing murder. <laughs> I mean, what else can you ask for? <laughs> so we we tried to answer those questions and more. Give it a less, listen if you haven't already. Anything to recap before we move on? I don't. Oh, no, I I was sort of listening to it again, and I wonder whether we just missed at some point in the first mm-hmm. ten minutes the idea that Annalise and the ghost were connected in some explicit way. How so? Like that 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 she said like it was either clear she was under a trance that she's put into. Or the ghost and she have a conversation or say something that triggers her. Because otherwise, the whole thing does not make well, sense. Well, I think, I think um, 
what I got out of it was Mary was at the ghost. Sure. The ghost was waiting for somebody to come into the house because she was oh, there so alone. Oh, so it could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. Okay. So All when right. Tat came, went in first, she connected with her right away because she saw her right, first. Right. Because when after she leaves, she immediately goes to the lighthouse and passes out and sees the the okay. Because that's falling. interesting because I thought it had to be Tat because so many people had tried and, and not rented the or bought the house. I just think nobody. I think because it's implied by the real estate agent they've been bringing people in over and over, and no oh, one stayed um, there. And then these people stay. So I thought it had to be waited. Tat. Do you know I what mean, I mean? Maybe she waited till like they said, like yeah, we're gonna rent it or whatever. <laughs> she obviously. Mary, I love the idea that the ghost is like she's, she's on Zillow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ghost Zillow. All right, Kenny. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. And what time of year it is? Winds whipping down the boardwalk. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Christmas in July. Oh, I love boy. it. I well, love it. We went back to the well. Turns out it was dry. Oh. The movie we chose for episode 19 is 2015's Debbie Maycomber's Dashing Through the Snow. This piece of shit, Debbie Maycomber. And we got tricked. She's because... awful. Oh, we're blaming Debbie? Oh, she's terrible. My Debbie. Because <laughs> this is two we've tried with her. Neither movie made sense. Are you are you counting Mrs. Miracle? No, Thomas Kincaid. Oh no! Oh yeah, Mrs. Miracle. Mrs. Miracle. Thomas Kincaid is Thomas. Oh, you know, Kincaid. I was thinking the Thomas yeah, Kincaid. See, I, I right. feel like you're overly. See, I like Mrs. Miracle. Right, and this is why I was surprised you were mad because Debbie Maycomber's Mrs. Miracle is one of your all-time yeah, favorites. Yeah, you're I right. Would say. All right, but this one stinks. <laughs> I do think the people making the movies are not as talented as Debbie Maycomber. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, because she writes very simple stories. Let's be. And fair. they should be easy to film. They're all plot. It's all just like right. It's, There's, they're in a car in the fucking FBI station. This whole movie, how hard can it be? Well, clearly they had five dollars to spend. Like, that's what. Fucking I, shit. But I, see, we got tricked though. We read the description, and the guy's name was Dash Sutherland, and we were like, we have to, or right. Sunderland or Sutherland. I think it was maybe Sunderland. I don't was, remember. I thought I thought it was Sutherland. He's the lost Kiefer brother. <laughs> right. So we got tricked. Right, but it, it's so fucking boring. I will say this: it was Christmas in July because it's not winter in the movie. No, and that's <laughs> clearly stated in my notes. <laughs> I'm like, they are fucking drenched under we, those. Yeah, they might as well had fucking lays on. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> there was green leaves on the trees when they were in the forest. Yeah, he keeps telling her, uh, shut shut the window. It's too cold. No. No. R- fucking roll, roll it down, down. <laughs> piece of shit. All right. So this stars Megan Ori as Ashley Jane Harrison. Okay. She's best known for the show Once Upon a Time, which <laughs> she's I, best known. Well, oh, she like the star of that? I think so. Oh no, shit. Okay, all right. I, I mean, she's hot. So. No, yeah, but I just I didn't recognize her from anything. This also stars Andrew W. w. Walker as Dash Sutherland. Not Andrew W. K. No. Do you I know? Wish. Do you know who the other Andrew Walker is? No. Andrew Kevin Walker is mm-hmm. the screenwriter of Seven, amongst other. Oh, films. interesting. So and, if there was a hot minute where I went, oh, I hope no, this is the writer of fucking be. Seven. Uh, you know who Dash Sutherland is best friends with? Speed Kazansky. <laughs> I was I, you had me. I was searching. <laughs> so he's a, he's in a bunch of uh, sci-fi channel B movies. Like he's in a bunch of Lifetime movies. He's never he's never been anything big that I found that I even recognize. Also very attractive though. Like yeah, he's a handsome dude. It's like, maybe the only thing going for this whole movie is that they're both attractive. Right. Yeah. They yeah. cannot act. The story's not good in the movie. And, and there's really nobody else famous in this. All right. Uh, anything else before we well, move on? I mean, this is just... 
The director is the son of Don Siegel, who directed Dirty Harry, like the original Dirty Harry okay. movies. And like, yeah, like so he's like a, the spawn of a real director. Right. He's mostly an actor. He's in a million, like literally a million things since the 70s. Actually, okay. starting in the 60s. He, he's been on like Quantum Leap. He's everything. <laughs> that show comes up a lot. In this. I know. It's weird, right? <laughs> and he has directed, I would say... 25 TV movies, All right. including the Murder, I mean, She Baked. I mean, I won't say it, it's badly, poorly doing Go ahead. Sorry. Murder, She Baked, the series. Murder, She Baked. A What's Cobbler Mystery, A Deadly rep- Recipe, Just Desserts. So th- the premise apparently is dessert puns. Right. Which, um, I, lo- lo- which I appreciate. A Plum Pudding Mystery. We have to do one of these is what I'm trying yeah, to do. Yeah, f- I'll do a Plum Pudding Mystery now. Oh, maybe in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, so a plum pudding mystery uh, it's one week before Christmas in the small generally quiet town of Eden Lake Minnesota after not pursuing a romance for most of her adult life okay what Hannah Swenson that's a Minnesota name owner operator of Hannah's oh Jesus Christ this is long Hannah's cookie jar is being wooed by two men oh she takes one in the butt and one in the vagina wow that's that is a plum pudding mystery <laughs> it certainly is <laughs> uh <laughs> Hey, you know what? It doesn't even matter. So we should do one of those. All right, it's fine. I'm way into it. And this is also also Christmas. We should have done it. Know who's in this one? Uh, You're not going to believe it. BN, Barbara Niven. Probably playing her mom. So to be fair. Are they recent, these movies? This is 2015. All right. So there's like, I'm not kidding, like seven of them. And he directed all of them. Like this is his, you know, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. All combined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, he's also an actor in the Star Wars animated series, which is interesting. The Clone Wars one? or uh, Knights Old Republic, Clone Wars, um, or video games and uh, okay. shows, I yeah. guess. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <sighs> he made a piece of shit here. He made, he made the Star Wars or Christmas in July movies. Oh, no. I'm sorry. He made uh, Phantom Menace of uh, yeah. Lifetime movies. If Jar Jar popped out of one of those towns in this movie, I wouldn't have been surprised. I would have been thrilled. It would have made it more exciting. Did you see the guy who plays him? It's kind of sad. Ahmed Best. No. He uh, he he said he had like contemplated suicide. Like it was really sad. Oh, for Jar Jar. Yeah, because people give him a fucking hard time. You know how nerds no, are. No, I know. I feel bad for the guy because he seemed like a nice, normal person. Sure. It's just I don't know. It, it bummed me out. Misa. <laughs> Misa gonna hang myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even get it out. Misa gets shot by a horse. <laughs> Misa, Misa wonder, what's better? Drowning, Drowning or get burned? Why am I Mario now? <laughs> because that's how bad that dumb fucking character is. Oh, boy. All right. All right well, Ken. All right. What else we got? It's time to go back. All the way back to December 13th, 2000. In 15. Hmm. So I texted you yesterday. I was reading... Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Holmes, who you know is right. a comedian and, and writer, 
who had finished second in the I want to be a VJ contest. To Jesse Camp. To Jesse Camp. And he has a whole chapter about him. And it's kind of, you know, he's missing right now, you know, Jesse Camp, that is. Right. So he had a whole chapter in his book about, you know, men in the 80s who made him realize he was gay. And the very first one is Huey Lewis. Of course. Yeah. Not surprising. It was great. (laughs) All right. So we're going to start off with the traditional. Well, I had to modify a bit just because it's 2015. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm going to know anyway. Right. But we've covered a lot of these years and it, it seemed to me a little boring. Yeah. So. Movies. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about the year in movies, twenty fifteen in China. Okay, <laughs> so it'd be good. Which of these finished number one at the box office? Okay, two thousand fifteen in mm-hmm. China, mm-hmm. as our president would say. China. <laughs> China. <laughs> Monster Hunt. <laughs> Goodbye, Mister Loser. Are these translated? I hope. I'm just telling you what it said. I, okay. I, I, I make no claim as to whether these are English movies translated or just okay. Chinese movies. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, this is why it's fun, though. Monster Hunt, Goodbye, Mr. Loser, Furious 7, Mr. 6. Which of those made the most amount of money in 2015? I'm going to go... What was the second one? Goodbye, Mr. Loser. <laughs> I love that you're reconsidering that one. Uh, I'll go to the last one. Do you want me to read the 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 plots? Does that help? No. Okay. You're going Mr. Six. Yeah. Can you have an uncanny ability <laughs> to pick the lowest of yes. always? My streak so, continues. From the bottom up, Mr. Six. Goodbye, Mr. Loser. Monster Hunt Furious Seven. So Furious All Seven. Right. I mean, I thought that was the obvious one. I know, that's why I put it in there, mm. and that's why I did it that way. All right, so music. This is in China or no? This is America. United States of America. We're, we're back okay. in the U.S. of A. Christian music singles the week of December thirteenth, twenty fifteen. In the weeds, I have a better chance of getting jazz. <laughs> we're gonna find out. Chris Tomlin, good, good father. <laughs> is Yahweh in any of these? I hope. <laughs> These are they're just so dumb. All right. The New Disciples, Jesus is, parentheses, my bro. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, just hang in there. Big Daddy Weave. <laughs> it's a real, it's a real bad. With my story, Jordan, Jordan Smith, Hallelujah. Chris Tomlin, yep. Good Good Father, The New Disciples, Jesus Is, parentheses, My Bro, Big Daddy Weave, My Story, Jordan Smith, Hallelujah. I'm now, go, I'm assuming this is not a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. I'm going to go Chris Tomlin. Great guess, but no. Do you want to guess what the fake one was? <laughs> Jesus Is My Bro. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the answer is Jordan Smith, Hallelujah. I guarantee it's a remake. I hope it is, but I, I'm pretty I, sure. I didn't get a chance to look it up, so it would seem that way, given that it's the holiday season. By the way, if you have you ever heard Chris Cornell's version of Hallelujah? No, it's pretty amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. It sounds like Three Doors Down. They all sound like this. Yeah, it's Hallelujah. This does not sound like Chris Cornell singing it. If you saw that, oh, oh, he was on uh, The Voice. Okay, so I guess that's why he's famous. 
just just for shits and giggles, I want to know what Big Daddy Weave sounds like. Of course. I mean, it's not the worst. If I told sounds like Mark Cohn. Yeah, I mean, he was probably Jesus-y. Right. He sang Welcome to Memphis, guys. I, they, they, if they, I, I assume no. nobody knows. No, if they didn't know that, fuck them. I wasn't going to say it. John Cafferty. It just shows you that Christian pop music is pop music. Like this, right, it's like, a shake. If, if you, you didn't radio, know, if you didn't know. It sounds like that stupid Philip Phillips song, Home. Remember that song? No, you don't. I know. But he it sounds he, just he was like, like the it. Dave Matthews sounded like that guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, if we didn't know this was Christian, we wouldn't know it was a Christian song. Okay, so now now I'm going to read you their biography on Wikipedia. Are you ready? Yeah. This is the first paragraph. This is their this is their biography from their record label. Two fish, five loaves, one little boy. When a small lunch was offered to Jesus, he took it and multiplied the simple offering, feeding 5,000. Yeah, I've, like, heard, I've heard this story before. <laughs> oh, it's going to take a twist. Like that little boy, the members of award-winning band Big Daddy Weave continue to submit their music, their ministry, and their lives to him. What? That, I don't understand the analogy. Ken, they took one note and turned it into many notes. <laughs> That's what they really wrote. <sighs> okay. All right, Ken. We're play. well, we're going to go to our last category. These are Debbie Bankomer's best novels. Ooh, this is a, a good one. According to Ranker.com. So readers of the novels up and down vote all so of her titles. So this is nothing about like Sales, money or nothing. Nope. This, this is just opinion. Qualitative piece. evaluation. Uh, and there's something like 120. I do. You know what? 120? There was a ton. I couldn't even tell. I like, do love rankings in general. <laughs> I do. I know. That's why it's funny. All right. Wait, I wanted to see what the total number of books were. So, how many are we? How many are we ranking? So, I'm going to give you a list of titles. You have to tell me which one is number one. So, I'm going to read you the title, okay, and the synopsis, okay, based from either Amazon or Goodreads. They're usually the same. They're but they're the one that comes with the book. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not like written, somebody. It's, like, it's not written by a fan, right? Maybe man, make Homer fan fiction. I mean, I'm sure it exists. Okay. First one. Some of these are long, so just stick with it. All right. Because it was hard to edit. the. It, it, they're, they're written in such a way that you have to read the whole thing. 2010's A Good Yarn. Lydia Hoffman owns the shop on Blossom Street. In the years since it opened, A Good Yarn has thrived. And so has Lydia. A lot of that is due to Brad Getz. But when Brad's ex-wife reappears, Lydia is suddenly afraid to trust her newfound happiness. Three women join Lydia's newest class. What? Okay. <laughs> Elise Beaumont. Knit one, knit one pearl too. <laughs> the dude, the dude dragon. <laughs> Whatever you need, Brad gets. <laughs> I can think of. <laughs> All right, go ahead. It's going to take forever. I know. Elise Beaumont, retired and bitterly divorced, learns that her one-time husband is re-entering her life. Beth Ann Hamlin, <laughs> the Hambone. <laughs> Beth Ann Hamlin is facing the fallout from a much more recent divorce. A Courtney, <laughs> they're just the names are so good. A Courtney Polanski is a depressed and overweight teenager, whose grandmother's idea of helping her is to drag her to senior swim sessions and to the knitting class at a good yarn. That's it. That's it. All right, and that's seven sentences. 
Fair enough. I'm guessing these ladies find some sort of fulfillment and redemption through their knitting group. Redemption the horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they've been looking for a horse cock, all three of them. <laughs> Mrs. Miracle, which you know, so I'm not going to recap that. Yep. Um, so we have a good yarn, yep. 2010 Mrs. Miracle. Mm-hmm. I didn't put the year, I'm sorry. Okay. Morning Comes Softly. Oh, boy. 2008. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, I can't even look at you. <laughs> Delilah used to have it all. A job as a travel agent, a handsome husband named Jake, and a beautiful home on Lake Corman. One morning, that all changed. As she arrived at work, she saw her office was ablaze, and Jake's truck was in the parking lot. <laughs> You're so intensely looking at us, making me laugh. It was one thing to lose her business, but it was another to lose the love of her life in the same instant. On the way to his job site, Jake saw the fire and rushed in to put it out. Overcome by smoke, he never made it out. Now... Delilah was put her life back together. It's like the prequel to Flashpoint. <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. It's it's going to be closer than you think. <clears throat> Early one morning, a year later. God, are they really they telling the whole fucking I'm story? Just, I'm just look. They're all this long, so just fucking deal. All right, with it. I, fine. Because to cut it off, it would make even less sense. I mean, I guess I could have cut it maybe right there, but but the rest of the book is about the next two sentences. Okay, like, that's all the stuff that happens in the first chapter. All right, based on what I read, you know, in the. Uh, on Goodreads. Early one morning a year later, Delilah sips coffee and stares out at Lake Corman when the rugged fire inspector Dave Edmonds arrives to tell her the result of his investigation. Mm. At that moment, a new fire begins to burn, this time inside Delilah. <laughs> I'm sure. As she imagines a new life after losing it all. Morning comes softly. <laughs> wow. Can I have country of origin? <laughs> oh, God. I, pr- I did a lot of these. I didn't know which ones would be funny, so I just wanted to... 16 Lighthouse Road, 2013. This is the fake one. <laughs> so a couple of these, this one and one at the end are, the introductions are letters. Like they're they're like fictional letters from the book. Oh, oh, okay. So you'll see, I got you. You'll see what I mean. <clears throat> like, so, a, like a handwritten letter. Exactly. Like, right. like a Civil War thing. Sure. Yeah. 16 Lighthouse Road, 2013. Dear reader, you don't know me yet, but in a few hours that's going to change. You see... I'm inviting you to my home in my town of Cedar Cove because I want you to meet my family, friends, and neighbors. Come and hear their stories, maybe even their secrets. I have to admit that my own secrets are pretty open. My marriage failed some years ago, and I have a rather difficult relationship with my daughter, Justine. Then there's my mother, Charlotte. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, I did not know that it's, was a It's okay. Then there's my mother, Charlotte, who has plenty of opinions. That's for sure. <laughs> About tennis players and baseball that was, players. That was my mom's name, guys. <laughs> Who has plenty of opinions and is willing to share them. Here's an example. I'm a family court judge and she likes to drop in on my courtroom. What? Why is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> was she dead fielding? Recent- <laughs> I, was, I met Marky Polis that I couldn't That's remember okay. her character name. Christine? Yeah. Recently, I was hearing a divorce petition. In my mother's view, young Cecilia and Ian Randall hadn't tried hard enough to make their marriage work. And I actually agreed. So I rendered my judgment. Divorce denied. You can't do that. Well, you wouldn't believe the reaction. I, I Apparently, she wouldn't. Thanks to an article by Jack Griffin, the editor of our, editor of our local paper, and a man I wouldn't mind seeing more of. Everyone stinks. Everyone's talking. Cedar Cove, people love it, and sometimes they leave it, but they never forget it. See you soon, Olivia. It, that, that, I, I have no word. That, that book stinks. <laughs> I like the other ones. Between Friends, 2011. All right. Jillian Lawton, 
Leslie Admansky. Adamski. No, sorry. Leslie Adamski. Jesus Christ. Two girls from very different backgrounds. Jillian is the only child of wealthy parents, while Leslie's from a working class family. They become best friends in the turbulent 60s. Yeah, they do. But their circumstances, their choices, and their mistakes mm. take them in virtually opposite directions. Well, that's how you scissor. <laughs> Leslie stays in their Washington State hometown. She gets pregnant and marries young. Living a life defined by the demands of small children, not enough money, never enough money, <laughs> and an unfaithful husband. This is a cold read. Jill loves those. <laughs> Jill lives those years in a completely different way on a college campus shaken by the Vietnam War, and then as an idealistic young lawyer in New York City. But they always remain friends. Through the years and across the miles, through marriage, children, divorce, and and widowhood, Jill and Leslie confide everything to each other, every grief and every joy. Every? That's not a healthy friendship. That's too much. Can you imagine them texting before, like, the all-inclusive plans? Like, every thought during the day, like, don't what I love on a bagel? No, I don't give a shit, Leslie. (laughs) I love a good schmear. (laughs) I do love a good schmear. Because the quality of a friendship is the quality of a life. Between friends. Last one. All right. Navy husband, 2005. It's also a letter. Hi, Ali. Just a quick note from your ever-loving sister. Almost be Ali. Hi, Ali. Just a quick note from your ever-loving sister. Wanted to bring you up to date on how things are going with Jasmine. After all, I am, according to the Navy, your official parenting plan. I adore Jasmine. But who knew the nine-year-old had so many opinions? Uh, Everyone? Including an opinion on my love life or lack thereof. <laughs> I tried to do the fat like me voice, but I couldn't quite get that. <laughs> there it is. I'm pretty sure she's trying to set me up with that friend of yours, Adam Kennedy, the second baseman. <laughs> I wish. If that's what this is, I'm going to shit. Excuse me, Lieutenant Commander Adam Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's great looking and very helpful, if a little dictatorial but I am not in the market for a Navy husband. Do me a favor. Tell, tell your daughter that, okay? Love you. Miss you, Shayna. All right, so I'm going to run it back down. All right. A good yarn about Lydia Hoffman yeah. and her yarn shop and the three women who take class there. Mrs. Miracle, which is about Mrs. Miracle. Or Mrs. Merkel, depending on yeah. your pronunciation. Morning comes softly about Delilah, her dead husband, and the fire. 16 Lighthouse Road about Cedar Cove and God knows what. It's not really clear. Between friends, so the two friends from the 60s yeah. who lived different lives. And Navy husband, about Shayna, whose brother is deployed. I'm going to go with the fireman one. <laughs> Walk me through this. Why, what do you mean, why? Yeah, like why that one versus... And why, uh, do, why do you think Debbie Maycomer fans would pick that one? Because I think it's probably the most interesting of the stories... Women love firemen. Yeah. And okay, it, fair. It, it's the most, I guess, the most kind of different out of all the other ones, besides Mrs. Merkle. Yeah, well, that that was kind of what, like, when I was going through the list and reading through the synopsis, and I kind of, so I, I it's the top 32 are on Ranker, so I kind of bobbed and weaved through sure. there to see, but most of these are from the top 10, so these are, like, the popular yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. according to her readers. Um, and they're all over the place. So there's a bunch of different series, which I didn't know. So that Cedar Cove one is a series. The, oh. the, the, the Something Road is like, they're all different series, right? Okay. Which, you know, and some of them are not part of series. So Mrs. Miracle is its own series, but like the Fire one is not part of a series. So right. 
It's like yeah, a standalone, you. you know. All right, Ken. So we're going to go from the bottom to the top. I had to relook at the list. I forgot to put them in order. All right. Coming in at the bottom. It's got to be the yarn one. <laughs> Between Friends at number 29. Yeah, that one didn't sound too interesting. But I thought that would be more popular because it seemed like her story, like a literal story of her life that yeah. you remember relate to. But maybe they're just... She, I don't think so. You need you, it. Might be too old. You need a man in the. You need like a romance. I mean, I'm sure there is, but right. But they're not a central character, right? Maybe. I think maybe if it had been the 70s, not the 60s, because I think yeah, by that time they was like mm, yeah, too old. You're right. N- number 21, Navy husband. Mm-hmm. Navy husband. Naval husband. <laughs> All right, moving up the charts now. We're into the top three. Wow. At number three. A good yarn. So you were very wrong about people's love of yarn and I guess, talking. I guess so. <laughs> Coming in at number one, 16 Lighthouse Road. Wow. Morning Comes Softly is a fake one that I wrote. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was good. How long, you really were doing nothing at work today. I told you I had nothing to do today. Yeah, oh, that's a real title. I just took the title and rewrote it. I think you just took the the plot points of Flashpoint, made it into this, <laughs> made, it, made it into a Demi Makeover novel. <laughs> I I wish I had thought of that because that's funny. I want to see what the actual. Uh, oh, sorry, Mrs. Miracle came in at fourteen. That's why I forgot. I knew there was one. Morning comes softly. Let's see what the real one is, if it'll let me. Yeah, when you were like, "This is so long," I'm like, "You don't even know. <laughs> These are so long." A shy Louisiana librarian, Mary Warner fears she'll always be alone. So she answers a personal ad from a rancher in Montana. Never before has she done anything so reckless, casting the only life she knows aside to travel to a strange place and marry a man she's never met. But something about this man calls to her, and she knows this may be a very less chance at happiness, or to be made into a skin suit. <laughs> Tragedy made tra- Travis Thompson the guardian of three orphan children. This is the same book. And determination leads him to do whatever it takes to keep his kids out of foster homes. So marrying a stranger for the internet? When he decides to take a long shot in a personal ad, the results are surprising. Before he knows it, he has agreed to marry a mysterious southern woman, sight unseen. What why? year is this? 2008. But why? <sighs> and I'm not reading it. It could be the mistake of a lifetime, but Mary Warner may be exactly what this broken family needs. <sighs> and with a little faith, a little trust, and a lot of love, two lonely hearts might just discover the true meaning of miracles. Yeah. Morning shit. comes softly. Morning eats a fat day. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been another trip in the Wayback Machine. Please don't drive There's a lot of singing on the last episode. Mm. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Jamie Walters. Yes. J-dubs. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, let's, let's get into let's it. Let's get angry. Buckle up. It's another nighttime record, guys. So Woo! We open up with carolers caroling on a picturesque lake town. We meet Ashley and her friend who's trying to set her up with a new man. She, yeah, she was pushy, that friend. Yeah, Jesus. pushy broad. She's not trust, uh, Ashley's not trusting a man isn't isn't ready to date yet. She was in a long-term relationship. But And I agree with her. She's like, it's only been, what, six months? Yeah. 
I mean, were they married? I don't know. But the friend I is like, she's the friend's like, get person. it back out there. Yeah. You got to you gotta get in there. <laughs> I don't know what that voice is. Ashley is traveling home for the holidays, which is Seattle, we find out. Uh, which is shocking because they're all Canadian. Right. Well, she's traveling from Vancouver to Seattle. Which is like three hours? <laughs> Probably. So uh, we Ashley's at the airport already. She's having trouble with the, at the ticket kiosk and has to go to the ticket agent line, which is very long with holiday travel. I got a question for you. So there's a lot of shit as we get to the... This is even before the airport, but the airport is insane. What does she say? She goes, where does it measure on my truth meter or truth-o-meter? She's when she's a, talking to the friend? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, I got I to gotta see where this guy measures on my truth-o-meter because you never know when your boyfriend's going to be dating his ex-fiance. Well, and, well, that's what happened to her. I know, but it was like truth-o-meter? Well, I mean, yeah. You're a grown woman. Right. Calm down. She's very high-maintenance, Ashley. <sighs> she, I don't even think she's high-maintenance. I wouldn't have used that phrase. I, I felt like she was more just plain annoying. Yeah, she's super annoying. Yeah, just, I just she's like a person I don't want to spend time with. No. It's not even like I certainly have to not do, and it's stuck in a car. I don't have to take care of her. I just don't want to talk to her. She has nothing to say and is not interesting. Right. <laughs> this airport, uh, it was it, it's ridiculous. So there's a mix up with her flight and she can't get on. Uh, she apparently is on a no fly list, which we find out much later. Right, and so we know there's something wrong, but she also just cuts to the front of the line. Yeah. I know Canadians are polite. But she's just like, hey, she's like, guys, I'm about to miss my flight. Yeah, so is everybody so, else. Yeah, Get in the fucking back. Okay, the other part is, she's like, can I believe, the, the guy says to her, can you believe how many flights are canceled? Yes, I can. Yeah. Do you know why? It's a holiday. It's the middle of winter at Christmas. Right. We're in Canada. Where else are they going to cancel flights? I mean, I get that you look out the window and it's sunny and, and 100 degrees because <laughs> the movie is set in the middle of the summer, apparently. Can I believe it? Yes, I can. I uh. so uh, instead of flying, she's gonna go rent a car. There's one car left in the whole airport, which is plot. I mean, I mean, it it's is, but it's not for a Debbie Maycomber. I'll I'll sure. take that. Like, it's not crazy. So just as she's about to book the car, which she never tells the rental agent that she doesn't want the car. This was very strange. I agree. The this handsome stranger cuts in front of her and just t- says, "I'll rent it," and the guy starts writing him up. Yeah, and and well, he's and she's like, just like whoa, 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 and he's she's like, wait a minute, she's like, aren't you like an honor? And then he t- then he slid him some money. To be fair, he did, but the guy was gonna give her. The guy was gonna give Dash the car anyway. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I again, none of this made any sense. No, it was stupid. So they're both going to Seattle, uh, and Dash invites her to split the car with him. See, I think it would have been more interesting if they booked the same car. Like they were like they got there and are like. We have a reservation. You each have but the cars in here. We only have one car. Yeah. Then they don't have to fight about it. It's You're much just in better. the car. Right. And they have to take it because they've already agreed to the reservation. Correct. I know. You know how to take the reservation. <laughs> so she hesitantly, uh, hesitantly agrees to go with him uh, after he lets her talk to his mom so she, she could see he, he isn't a murderer. <laughs> Couldn't he have just called anybody? I, that was again. Like, I mean, for one of these movies, it was okay, but like that conversation was so weird. I mean, and again, we find out why later, right? But he says to her, "We'll speak soon." Who says that to their mom? Nobody. Yeah, not even Canadians. And and by the way, when they're in the car, did you? They get in the car in the parking lot and drive away. Not a, no snow on the ground. So not even fake snow on the ground. No, because it melted by the time they got to that scene. They probably put it out there. Yeah, because it's made of candy or whatever they make it out of. It was absurd. They just drive. 
Like, why not just drive in the first? I, I none of the. I hated it. There was no bad weather. I don't understand anything about why the flights were canceled. It wasn't like it was nine twelve. Like they weren't like trying to catch a flight on the day right. after nine eleven. Right. Which would have been awesome if they had <laughs> said it then. But so, uh, and then we get to the, uh, this movie. They, they don't explain anything in this movie. So now, now the feds are questioning the travel agent about Ashley. So, like I said, it turns out she's on the no-fly list, which I, I assume is a mistake, obviously. Yeah, but wouldn't if you were on the no-fly list and your your name pinged the, the database, wouldn't they just come and arrest you? They do, yes. They swarm you. Why would they just let her walk out? Well, she's like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Ah, uh, fuck it. Like, the, right, but like security would do not the fucking gate Security! <laughs> it's not the fucking lady who takes your tickets. I'm going to be like, I'm going to put you in a chokehold. No, I know. I, uh, it, was, it was dumb. The FBI made no sense here. And then they're like... They list the things she could be doing. She's a possible courier. Never say of what. Right. She's a subversive. What is this? 1953? <laughs> right. She could like infiltrate the State Department with communists? They, like, they call her basically part of a terrorist cell. A, but they like never a, use the word terrorist. Never say bomb. Never say blow I, up. No, I thought they said terrorist. Did they really? Yeah. Like, not, they maybe said govern, like, anti-government terrorist. Okay, because I, I heard anti-government subversive, and I was like, oh, fuck maybe they you. said that. But. I was like, what are you worried? She's currying ideas? Like, what are you, yeah. what are you, what are you mad about? So uh, they get in the car. Ashley immediately starts decorating the car with Christmas decorations. It drove me insane. <sighs> did you see what she did to the fucking rear view? Yeah, she put two balls up there. On the front of the rear view mirror. Right, she, he, why would he need to see? Because normally you'd hang it over because it has the little... Yeah, no, I know, I know. And I, she just goes and sticks it on the front. Like, you, there's no mirror. Right. But why not just at least pretend they're in a car? Like, I don't want to... Like, to me, it's just, like, the stupidest they, they thing were, in the world. This movie is the epitome of mailing it in. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, because they look so bored by oh, the movie. Because it's, it's boring. And they have negative chemistry. Oh, For two attractive people... Yeah, nothing. If, if like, two robots. <laughs> I would have loved two robots who had to drive home together. That was, that's funny. But I didn't get either... You, you have a whole movie that's basically two people in a car. They have to be fucking interesting. No, I know that. Like, even that Robert Downey Jr. Zach Galifianakis movie. Yeah, it's fine. Dude, it's fine. And they're amazing, funny, charismatic people. Right. And that movie was boring. Right. And now you have fucking Ori and, and, and Dash <laughs> Sutherland. Ori. Is that what it was? Ashley. No, but no, her, her, her name real name's Ori. Yeah, yeah. No, Tim. Megan I, Ori. Again, I'd rather see Robert Ori and Vernon Maxwell. Now, that's a movie. <laughs> you don't need to tell me. Yeah. She, this is where I, she wants him to stop for chapstick since she can't go on a road trip without chapstick. Come on, really? Yeah. Chapstick? Something tells me her lips were not dry. Not with that shuttling around. No. Jesus. Uh, like, let, me, let me put it on. It's on the edge of my dick. <laughs> Dash, Dash informs Ashley that he paints... Ashley? Oh, that's like their oh. celebrity name. Oh, I started calling them that. Did you really? I never, time in my typing. Literally never even occurred to me. <laughs> Dash informs Ashley that he paints houses for a living. Uh, Ashley's getting a bit carsick and has her head out the window. Uh, this movie's just all over the place. I wrote right, and he, she opens never gets carsick again. And he goes, "Oh, you're, it's getting cold in here. It's not getting cold in no, there. It's getting too hot." She had to put her head out the window because it was too warm. Also, he's the worst FBI agent. He's terrible. His cover story is, "I'm a house painter." She's like, well, "Why are you going to Seattle? Like yeah. to paint houses?" No, he goes. Uh, he, he his line was dash. He's like, "He's I'm driving to Seattle for work, but not painting houses." Then what? Then dash mixing paint. Picking up paint, dropping off paint. I don't. What does Joe Michelli never, do in the she winter? She never. She never follows up. <sighs> well, it's Seattle. I mean, you could paint all year round where they are. Wherever. I know, but then just be, just say you're going to paint houses. I know. Problem solved. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. 
stupid. So back to the feds who want to track down Ashley. Now we're back to Dashley, and you guessed it, the check engine light comes on. Oh, I wanted to just reiterate your point that this movie's all over the place. I wrote, is this a romantic comedy, a drama, or a thriller slash mystery? I don't know. I still it tur- don't know. turned out, none of them. Like, I would rather have watched, like, the the first movie where the train comes at you at the screen for <laughs> for two hours than this. <laughs> Like, that's more exciting. I'd rather get in front of a real train and watch this <laughs> well, again. Well, look, that's the alternative of my life. Oh, God. Yeah, so, so then they're like, oh, we got to attract this fucking dangerous terrorist. You know what we should get? The dweeb. Yeah, rookie agent. But, it, but the tone was all over. Like, I get, like the Debbie Maycomber movies are usually that way. Like, it's absurd and kind of magical. Fine. This but wasn't magical at all. You can't make a magical movie about terrorism. No. You can't have a movie where, like, they're going to commit a bombing was, and then... But there was no magic element in this movie. That's my point. But they but they want it to be that tone where they, they have the dweeb following them. Right. Right. Like, it's, he's, like, bumbling. Yeah, he's like, a clumsy idiot, I wrote. Yeah. Why would you... Like, it's not funny to watch a clumsy idiot fail to catch terrorists. <laughs> that is the story of 9-11. Like, why would we want that? It's not fun and it's not funny. Oh, I mean, so, so uh, Dashley are hitchhiking, trying to get to the Emerald City. Uh, I, I wrote here. This is clearly filmed in summertime. Oh yeah, they have to walk. Did you did you notice how how far they had to walk to get to town? Eight miles. Is that what it was? Eight miles. That's roughly as far as two hours. That's as far as Eminem lives from Detroit. <laughs> that's right. I didn't get either. Well, I got it eventually, but when they cut to the clerks at this point, like the two young that, guys, what the fuck was going on? They, now I know that it takes them forever to set it up. I know they're setting up the the license plate switcher, right? But we spend, I would say, five minutes with them just stocking shelves, which we don't know why we're talking to them though. It was like legitimately like the movie Clerks, where they're just bullshitting around and nothing's happening, and, except it wasn't funny. Yeah, except it wasn't entertaining or funny. Yeah. So I'm like, what is even? They're just wasting time. Or it's never a good sign when you're 20 minutes in. They're just wasting time. Yeah, because we've had these where, like the courtroom scenes, where like they're just dragging out the end of the movie. Right. That's fine. It's it's the end. At least it makes sense. This made no sense. Yeah, like Kyle said, now we're at the coffee shop. Two teenagers who work in there. The one kid is trying to win over a local high school girl, and then we're back to Dashley again. Yeah. Who, and again, no clear connection. By no they, zero. They cut to it as if one of them is having a dream about these clerks. Do you know what I mean? It's the only right. connection. <laughs> So fucking Ashley informs us that her ex-boyfriend is a liar and that she doesn't trust people. You're uh, a liar. And the rookie agent finds Dash and, a- and Dashley as they get the car towed to the local shop. Who at this they they fixed that car in ten seconds. Did you notice that? How yeah. quickly they fix it? Yeah, because they they went. Oh, it's just the, your check. Because as she said, the check engine lights on. Yeah, that's most cars. It's fine. That was no, there was nothing wrong with the car. It wasn't like it broke down. He just said the check engine light is on. That's it. Wow. Yeah, so he took he stopped the road trip to check this out because they're on a time dependent trip to Seattle. <laughs> right. We don't know why they're on a time dependent trip either. Well, we know if she doesn't get back, her mom's gonna hang herself. We know that. So, <laughs> so at the service shop, Ashley finds a box of puppies. Uh, yeah, it's so cold outside. Someone just left a box of puppies. So, right. we, so we're living in a world where no one cares about terrorism and puppies are just being left outside to, to freeze. freeze to death. Uh, so this creepy stranger who's dressed like Negan from Walking Dead, he's yeah. just exactly like... It was like, so weird. And this is before even, he was on the show. And even I knew what that was. So it, that's how absurd it was. Oh, you didn't say his name. Oh, when is... Uh, Blade. Blade. His name was Blade. Right. That was actually the funniest part of the movie where he, he like says something to the effect of like... <laughs> he, he says he's Jewish. I'm like, Blade is not Jewish. No, There's no, no way. <laughs> the, only, the only Jewish guy with a blade is a moil. <laughs> Blade uh, Goldberg. Yeah. 
Ashley takes one of the puppies for her mom for Christmas. From Blade. From Blade. Ju- from Blade, the Jewish biker. <laughs> Dash doesn't seem uh, too thrilled to be transporting Little Blade, which is what they name it. Ashley- that, I, I, again, I, that was like the closest thing we got to like a whimsical, funny scene. Right, like, exactly. They're like these adorable puppies. She's holding them and smelling them. And Blade is like the funny, like he's like a vicious biker who loves puppies. Like that was funny. <laughs> I enjoyed that. He's like, oh, no, yeah. it was fun. And he's yeah. like, you're going to call a little Blade? He got all excited. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. Wish I got more Blade. I would rather, again, Blade is like the horse in the other movie. I want the whole movie from his perspective. <laughs> Ashley's dad, uh, we found out Ashley's dad loved road trips and they're trading geeky road trip stories. Yeah, I wrote yeah. down, she said, my dad used to hang out at highway rest stops. Jesus. <laughs> like, it just felt like she was going to say something creepy. I don't know. Why do you want a puppy in your car, though? I know. Can you imagine a road trip with an untrained puppy? No. It's just shitting and peeing everywhere <laughs> in a rental car. Everywhere. <laughs> oh, by the way, we haven't talked about this yet. So you worked at Enterprise. I did. So what was your feeling about the way in which the rental car part was handled? I mean, like, it wasn't that bad because at that point, one car, you just want to get it out and then your day is done. Then like, you leave, yeah. It was fine. I yeah. mean, I don't think they would have done it like that. Like, if somebody, if you started, like, writing somebody up, you're just, you're not going to care who it is. You're not going to do it a second time for someone else. No. For no reason? Yeah, right. <laughs> or for any reason, probably. God. All right. Well, yeah, because I was just curious. Yeah, I was hoping for more rental car stuff, but there wasn't. Did you think they had a GPS in the car? Because how did they know where they were? She was reading a map the whole time. No, but like, how did the FBI? Sorry, I meant... Oh. Um, so was Dash telling the FBI? I think so. Okay, because this is what was confusing to me. Why send dweeb FBI agent If Dash them? is in the FBI. Exactly. I don't know. So later, I think they eventually say they're worried about him, like as he, that he's like a double agent or something. But they don't say that to like of an hour and twenty five minute movie. They say that in at like one. What well, was about the dog that he sends? He won't. He refuses to send the dog in. That's what the whole thing was, right? But like, why? So he had like PTSD or something, right? So the FBI is worried that he won't do his job. He wasn't job. stable, correct? And so they needed Dweeb to follow, him. right? But they don't say that till much no. later, right? Okay. No, and that, you have to put it together, yourself. right? And I only knew that for the end, not right. Okay, that's why he didn't want Little Blade in there, right? Okay. <laughs> oh man! So they call Dash's mom again to find out some inside information about Dash. Dash's mom informs Ashley that he was a hero in Afghanistan. I don't think this is where we find out it's the um But why would FBI the FBI thing? say that? Wouldn't they just say he loves painting? <laughs> right. Like, why even give an indication that he's anywhere near military or law enforcement? Also, like... So they're talking about the highways, and he and they say the name of the highway system together. She's like, how do you know that? He's not Kreskin. He just learned it, like a normal person would. Right. Like, what, what, was it that weird? I don't know. Maybe. I didn't think it was. <laughs> So the town they were entering is Mistletoe, of course. Fuck you. Uh, it turns out Ashley has been to Mistletoe before and wants to stop. I wish the town was called Cameltoe. I have that. Read it. <laughs> we're, we're sad. Right I believe you. I Look, we're, we're both idiots. <laughs> Did you notice, too, the little girl she was talking to? She comes over and she's like, do you believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> and I was like, did she say Santa Claus? <laughs> I believe in Shasta Claus. Yeah. He's a Santa Claus, but only delivers Shasta to good boys <laughs> and girls. Like, you just get, like, if you're really good, you get grape, and if you're only okay, you get orange. <laughs> I wrote here, is anything going to happen in this movie? I, I wrote, this is a nightmare. Oh, my God. So, Wait, what, what would you, what's your favorite Shasta, if you had to pick? Um, you want me to run that? I can look at the flavors. No, but if you, I mean, I liked orange. Really? Yeah. Okay. Better than like a, a normal like. I a, like grape too. I mean, I yeah. Like I thought the soda. grape was like solid. 
I like Grape Soda in general. Yeah, it's good. It's one of those things I haven't. I couldn't tell you the last time I had one, no. and yet I bet it's still delicious. Like I don't know if it's good, like because I don't drink regular soda anymore. I wonder if it's good diet grape. Is oh yeah, you know what? That's a good question. I don't think so. I bet it tastes. I think more, you need like the real sugar taste. Yes, because I think diet grape probably tastes like actual grapes, which is good, but it's not. Yeah, diet. it's, it's not, not that, grape that syrupy. Soda. Yes. You need that. It's a very syrupy drink. It's kind of like when you get red flavored candy. It doesn't taste like a fruit. It just tastes like red. Correct. So, oh, they have good flavors. Apple. Mm, yuck. Mountain Rush, which is their Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew yeah. Fiesta Punch. Ooh. I've been missing out. Arctic Sun. I mean, those are all new from when we were kids. I know, but that's still pretty good. I think they just had grape and orange. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I know what I'm putting on my list for Shasta. <laughs> Shasta Claus. <laughs> I'm going to go Shasta Claus for Christmas, by the way, just so you know. Or for for Christmas, for Halloween. Christmas. Jesus Christ. Well, you can go for either, really. <laughs> I'm going to do both this year. <laughs> So rookie agent is taking pics of them through the cafe window. He's not very being oh, very conspicuous. Jesus Christ! While they're at the cafe, Dash wants to get something to eat. We still don't, that was I wrote that because there was nothing else going on. Did you notice too? He watched um, Ashley and the little girl. Like he watched them in a way that was real creepy. Yeah, because he's a fucking creep. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, he is starving for some tang. <laughs> he he chooses tang instead of Shasta. Uh, so we still don't know what Ashley did to get on the FBI's radar. Right. It's still not clear. Like, we know that she tripped something, but... What, what, what and why? And and the thing is, you know it's mistaken identity without knowing it. So they should have just gotten that out there immediately. Right. Like, it should have been the first thing she said to somebody other than Dash is, like, at the counter, she could have gone, oh, maybe this is because I lost my credit card or something that, like... Yeah. So that then when she gets in the car, he doesn't know that information but we know that information so right. that everything that happens is like farcical yeah because all of a sudden she can't get on the plane right like it would have been better if they didn't cancel all the flights almost they didn't need that no like they just she couldn't get on and she's like why yeah well they, they were trying to get those two in a car together but they could have put them on a train they could have done, done a million anything. yeah in fact train would have been more interesting I think yeah so Ashley's telling Dash about the Christmas tree lighting ceremony in her town, and Dash looks perplexed as if he's never heard of a Christmas tree lighting yeah, before. he was like, what do you guys do there? Yeah, you lit a fucking tree and you watch it. He's it, And clearly he's not Jewish. He didn't, like, you know what I mean? No. Wasn't, or like even like Seventh-day Adventist. Like he could have said anything to make it seem like he didn't understand Christmas, and yet here we are. So Dash spots the FBI agent and seems uncomfortable. Uh, they are driving in, and Dash is uncomfortable looking around for, you know, somebody tailing them. But why isn't he, why don't those two then hook up? Like, I... It's stupid. Uh, I just wrote down, why do we give a shit about these two shits? Like, yeah. I didn't, they were not interesting, charismatic, no, or fun. They're terrible. Mm. So Ash calls Dash's mom again, and the female FBI agent picks up the phone, wants to talk to Dash. At this point, I was very confused. Yeah, I was like, has that been happening the whole time? Yeah, or is he... I assume it was. Yeah, or did they did it just change this time because she knew to call his mom so the girl wouldn't pick up? The Ashley wouldn't pick up? Like, I don't fucking know. So we're back at the coffee shop shop with the teenagers yeah forever i have no idea what this has to do with the story the kid is obsessed uh, that he's going to get pulled over for having no registration it's so stupid yeah it's the easiest thing to do is register just go register your fucking car that's what he said he's like oh, i don't have the money like so t- borrow it from your friend how much could it be like if your friend is that worried because his friend is way isn't too like less isn't like 80 bucks right so the, a job so a job. he does but why does his friend care I couldn't tell you one thing about you registering your car when we were in high school. You know why? Because I don't give a shit. Exactly. And if it was that big a deal, I would be like, here's $80. Right. I'll I'll get it from you later. Dash is now recording their conversation on his phone for the FBI. 
dash cam. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. Now it's becoming clearer <laughs> why the coffee kids are in this movie. The kid has an <sighs> idea to switch plates in order to avoid getting car- caught without registration. He, of course, switches plates with Dash's rental car. Of course, in a little small town, a cop's going to, you know, they have the scanner thing. They're going to see the license plate. Your license plate in another car and not suspect anything's up, though. Right. <laughs> Turns out Dash... <clears throat> is in the FBI and ha- uh, no, he was in the arm. I wrote it wrong. Wasn't he in the army? He had some kind of incident. Yes. Uh, the rookie FBI agent tells Dash the code word Marina. Uh, oh right, yeah. We don't know what that means that. at that point. Uh, the rookie agent gets separated from Dash and Ash and can't find them. That was the best part of the movie, by the way. When they're not together, I was like, this is kind of entertaining. Right. Uh, the feds find them via traffic cam, but is it the right car? Dash, uh, Dash, they pull over for the night. Of course, there is only one room left at the inn. They do the classic sheet down the middle of the bed to keep them separate. Uh, this, this, all of this killed me. Then they leave. They get something to eat. Like, number one, they're like, we're going to just leave this dog, this untrained yeah. puppy in a hotel in, room. In a hotel room. And we're going to tell the guy to look after it. Yeah. You know what he's going to do? He's going to throw it outside because it's not his job. Also, they stop every five minutes. Also, she never drives. No. Like, she if it's doesn't. really that long of a trip, they could have made it Is one it day. Though? We don't, they didn't even tell us. It sounds like they're going from Northern California to Seattle. That's a long drive. All right. So, all right. Let's say it's 15 hours. Tell us that. Yeah, I agree that's with a, you. That's a two-day they drive. Just, they just keep saying it. And then they're in Portland in like three minutes. Right. And then she says like, oh, I usually stop in Portland when I fly to Seattle. Why? It's 40 minutes away or two. It's like a two-hour drive. So, it's like a, what, 40-minute flight Maybe. at best? Barely enough time to get the fucking air. <laughs> right. So the feds think Ashley is part of some anti-government terrorist group. That's what I have here. Yeah, I th- it eventually sort of comes together, but it's not clear. Uh, Ashley helps a deaf couple order dinner because she speaks sign language. We find out Ash's dad was deaf. Like, yeah. What does that help? Anything in this story? Also, right. Number one, not necessary. Number two, why didn't the waitress get the pen to the deaf guy and let him write down his order? Yeah. The deaf guy has ordered food at a restaurant before. This- and not for nothing, they're gesticulating for minutes. Like, at a certain point, you're going to realize, I don't understand him. He doesn't understand me. Here's my pen. Write something down. Or point. Just go, I want this. Well, they weren't at Denny's, but yeah. Well, he got, he I got read. I'm just kidding. Uh, Dash leaves text. <laughs> yeah, no worries. This oh, Dash so texts fucking... the cops that she is innocent and then leaves the phone in the bar so the feds are now out of the loop. Dash, you're not handing off, and Dash uh, makes a move and kisses her. Oh, we skipped something. Well, two things, but one okay. of them is huge. But f- the first one is small, where, sh- where she says, I can't believe you made it this far in this weather. No, she, she, th- she said Yes. That. In this what, weather. A heat, a heat wave? Yeah. I was like, oh, your car didn't overheat. Yeah, exactly. They referenced the weather. Like, I'd already, I'd finally forgotten it's supposed to be winter. And then they talk about it. No. I didn't catch that. And then, okay, I so this is the part where I, I want to know, because I don't know what, what copy you watched. Okay. So my copy was all reversed. Yeah, me too. Okay, so you watched the same one. Did you notice that when she goes over to dance with the deaf guy, they cut the sound out? No. Oh, I did notice that, yeah. I think that was just the copy. I don't think it was on purpose. Why did it only happen in the scene with the deaf guy? Um, I, I think they did it on purpose. Okay. But it also begs the question... Why does the deaf guy want to dance? I don't know. Because she was polite. He can't hear the music. Yeah, but they, I'm sure deaf people dance, right? Did you hear the music they were playing? Wasn't it Blue Christmas? Yeah. You can't hear that like through the floor. Like You don't feel the beat. Like I can understand if it was like house music or hip hop. He's like, let's just go spin around in circles. Right. 
I finally have someone I can speak to in my the language I speak. You know what I want to do is not do that. <laughs> I want to go. I want to go not hear music. <laughs> and then they cut the sound out to like simulate dancing to no music. It's insane. It's it's almost as insane as the horse. Like it just makes no sense. I, I honestly couldn't believe I it. Mean, I, it make, it mean, I mean, it's crazy that you said it out loud. But, <laughs> but like, this is your point. We didn't need any of that. No. Like, they were just filling time. Just, <laughs> just have him be a guy. Have him speak Spanish. Then he can hear the music. And he goes, would you like to dance? And she says yes. And then they dance. Why sign language? Jesus. <clears throat> Dash. And, and again, I will grant your point. Deaf people dance to music. I know they do. Yeah. But like the music they were playing, it, it was just absurd. It, like it, there was no need for it. Hmm. It just felt like they were going out of their way to like get her out of Dash's sightline for some reason. I I don't have an answer. I know, and it wasn't like he was a young man that she could you know was like a sexual possibility. It was like right. an old guy. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, I'm fucking done. <laughs> Dash admits to Ashley that he works for Homeland Security, and Marina was a bomb sniffing dog that oh, he yeah, worked right. with. And he couldn't sacrifice a dog to stop a bomb, so he got reassigned. And they do this while they have the sitcom uh, sheet between them on the bed. Right. After they've kissed and, and gone back to the and room. And she's falling asleep by this point. Yeah. But like, if you're, you're going to kiss a grown man you've been in the car with all day and then go back to the room and not fucking fuck. Do anything. Like, I just don't understand any of that. Like, it's the one thing we know about them. They're good looking. Right. It's, that's all they have going for. Yeah. I want to see them bang their dumb genitals together. <laughs> like, it just... And where's the puppy? Like, she falls asleep on her chest. It, it, yeah, it falls asleep <sighs> on her. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, the feds find out Dash left his cell phone in the bar, and they're off the grid. I wrote here, the Maycomber cannot spin a yarn. How the hell is she so popular? Yeah, I don't... These books must be fucking amazingly written, because I don't get any of this. I love that they use a map throughout this whole movie I wrote. Yeah, also, she never heard of Etsy? Remember, he goes, what do you do? She's oh, yeah, like, oh, she's I'm like, going to sell these. She's like, I'm going to have a little store. I'm going to have a brick-and-mortar store for my dumb right. fucking... Mittens. <laughs> Okay, Mittens R Us. What you want to call it? Crafty? And then he's like, that's a terrible name. And I'm like, of course, like everything is terrible in this movie. Everything. <clears throat> Ashley makes a stop and Dash is suspicious. Uh, the feds show up at the coffee kit shop and the feds realize the plates have been switched. And now they're finally looking for the right car. So they're at Ashley's friend's house and she brings them a present, but Dash is still suspicious. They start snooping around and finds the feds have the house surrounded. Well, he's suspicious because when she gets there, well, one, she's been speaking she, another like, language, not sign language, yeah. but Romanian, which they could have set up at the bar by having her speak Romanian to the guy who doesn't speak English. That would have been the easiest way to do this. Language. So then she goes to visit her Romanian friends because it, it felt like I felt like they picked Romanian because there's no anyone any way anyone would not, get mad. It's not threatening, right? Right, like you're not mad. It's 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 black people or Middle Eastern people right. or white people, like white supremacists. It's just Romanians, right? And the, also the evil Romanians. Are they gypsies? Of course. Okay. Ashley finds out Dash is an agent, uh, and the feds also find out Ashley is, of course, innocent. Ashley is now at home in Seattle with her mom, uh, sulking because Dash lied and she misses him. She says she's lo- she loves him. After one car ride. I will say, though, this is the most believable part of the movie. I like, guess. Watching her talk to her mom, I felt like, oh, she actually misses him. Yeah. Like, true. when they're together, there's nothing going on. No. It is the opposite of whatever chemistry is. <laughs> Physics? I don't know. Uh, now we're back with Dash, and he's Poetry. sulking also. Uh, turns out someone stole Ashley's identity, and that's what the whole thing was about. And they find who uh, stole Ashley's identity. Dash finds Ashley at the tree lighting ceremony, of course. They make up, live happy ever after. That was the movie, guys. That was this fucking movie. That's the fastest we've done a movie. Yeah. Well, now you know why I played Nothing 30 minutes of games. Nothing happened. 
that just didn't, didn't happen. happen. I agree. I don't understand any of the choices that were made. There was no tension. It was almost like somebody found a box of film and said, we have to use this or it goes bad. Yeah, drink a problem. <laughs> yes. And they were like, well, I know what we'll do. We'll film this script written by a nine-year-old. <laughs> it was so stupid. But like a nine-year-old who's not fun at all. No. Like there was no dinosaurs or lasers or transformers. Fuck. I just, I didn't like either one of them. They weren't interesting. No. Like I said, when she's talking to her mom, like I wish the movie had been a flashback of that because then I would have kind of understood. You're right. That some was the most it. interesting part when she's talking to her mom, and she was like genuinely sad. The mom was really trying. Like, right. oh, I know you. You've had so much trouble. And, yeah. Like it felt real. It felt like a real lifetime. movie. That should have been like the start of the movie. That's what I'm saying. And then the rest is sort yeah. of telling. So she could have a voiceover. We can cut out the boring parts. Yeah. Because we already. Because the thing is, we know all the stuff we're, we're not supposed to know before, right? We know she's not a terrorist, right? We know Dash is probably the FBI agent. Right. Like, we don't need the big reveal of anything. No. It's just like, so let's just start with that. The reveal would have been if she is a terrorist. I will say, for a hot second, they did they did a good job setting it up with yeah. the Romanians. I thought, oh, shit, those Romanians are going to, like, they're going to bomb the Space Needle, <laughs> which I would have fucking loved. Oh, God. So, Dr. Mudd, on a scale of one to five, Special Agent Johnny Utah's. <laughs> Oh, boy. What do you give this one? I think you're talking about All-American Johnny Utah? Yeah. The quarterback no one recognizes? <laughs> what do I give this? This has to be like a half. Half to one. Yeah, I I, I gave it a one. There's not a genuinely good there's, moment there's, that's fun. It's lucky it got a one. There's I no redeeming qualities in I this I can't movie. believe you're going one because you... It, I hated this so much. There was not one funny... Even unintentionally funny thing. Yeah. This is like Christmas in July, except for instead of a Nintendo game, you got a sweater. Right. <laughs> yes. It's fucking horseshit. I agree. I don't... It was so bad. And it it and it and didn't do any of the bad stuff good. No. Like, because I would be fine with a bad movie that does the bad stuff well. Right. Like, if you're going to go off the fucking rails, call your character Annalise Vellum and have a horse murder somebody. Yeah. Like, I want to see hobos fucking showering and talking to each other. Right. Like, I want some weird shit to go yeah. down. No, Th- no, this was just just terrible. Maycomber, you're stealing people's money. Have Dash Sutherland like be triggered by the code word and freak out, like take people hostage, and then she has to come and talk him down. She brings the puppy, and he thinks it's the fucking dog. Marina? He thinks it's Marina, and he's like, "No, it's it's little Marina. It's not little Blade." And then he drops the gun, and then they they live together. <laughs> that would be quite a turn for Maycomber. I, look, <laughs> hey, she wrote Na- Navy husband, so. She knows a lot about the military. That's her fetish. That's her weird fetish, Debbie Maycomber. Mercifully, that was over. What else do you got for us? Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. All right, Kenny. This is a tough one. (laughs) We're going to play a little round of Celebrity Net Worth. Two for fives over here, baby. Word up. Two for fives. Some niggas got garbage down the way. Word up. One of these days I'll be so desperate we'll do the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, that's a good idea. I thought about it today, <laughs> but I found a way. I found a, I, I'm not saying it's a good way, but I found a right, way. Right, right. All right, Ken. So there's a character in the film... Had a box of puppies. Mm-hmm. His name was Blade. Yep. 
So we're going to play a little Summary Net Worth. Wesley with, Snipes? With the cast of the first Blade movie. All right. Fair enough. All right. So Oof. I know it's going to be tough. So yeah. just get ready. Um, I also included Blade Brown from Class Act. <laughs> Michael Blade Brown? Yeah. Christopher Play Martin. Mm-hmm. And Debbie Bakehomer, just for fun. So I she think re- we've done her before, but we I have. Don't, I don't I, remember. I knew you wouldn't remember, so I did it again. <laughs> I was surprised when I read it, so if that says <laughs> Okay. All right, we're going to start with Debbie Maycomer mm-hmm. or co-star Steven Dorff. <laughs> <laughs> Who may, who's worth more? Oh, my God. If you want to guess. I mean. The numbers. This can't be. I mean, I'm going to guess Maycomer. If I've learned one thing about playing this game, it's that authors are worth a lot of money. Popular yeah. authors. Yeah, and, and and if we're being, I think, candid, Stephen Dorff, not sure what he's been in lately. He, no. was, he was in that... Uh, he was in Blade was the last thing I remember. <laughs> he's in The Gate? No? No, he was. I love The Gate. I read about The Gate in my book, actually. I love The Gate. That movie scared the shit of me when I was a kid. Yeah, my chapter about I, Satanism. And then, and then I watched it like... Within the past decade, I was yeah. like, oh, this is bad. The Gate 2. I never saw The Gate 2. Doo-doo. <laughs> doo-doo. <laughs> the rest are doo-doo. I mean, I'll go make Homer. Yeah, Dorf, he was in, he 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 was, he actually had a pretty decent role. What's her name? Uh, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. Uh, Sophia Coppola made a movie about like an alcoholic ex-actor. Mm. Maybe hit a little close to home for mm. Dorf. Um, where he's like in a hotel room. He I did see good the one where he goes uh, fishing and golfing. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that way too much. I know. I know. I was, I was not even going to address it. Oh, All right. Uh, so, I'll go make Homer. Okay. Now, based on you latching them up. Yeah. And that could go either way. No, right? I know. I, I would say she's definitely over 20 if I had a guess. And he's certainly not. <laughs> Okay. I mean, ugh, God, why would you match them up? Um, I'll tell you why I matched them up. It's funny to say who's worth more, Debbie Maycomer or Steven Dorff. <laughs> all right, I'll go Debbie Maycomer, twenty-five million. Okay. Although, you know, if you didn't, if you asked me about her without him, I would guess much higher. Really? Okay. What would you say without her? Just out 50. of curiosity. Oh, okay. Uh, Dorff, six. Okay. Steven Dorff is worth more How is that than possible? Debbie Makeover. Now, as I point out, every time we play the game, all numbers are not verified right. by Ernst and Young. What are the numbers, though? What are the numbers? I guessed. I know. I'm asking the, the rhetorical question. What are the numbers? No. <laughs> Can I'm playing a host of a game show. <laughs> it's true. Before we do that, mm-hmm. I'm torn. All right, so we'll say I'll tell you the numbers. I think this might work better. So Debbie Maycomer, ten million dollars. What is she doing wrong? I'm sure I asked the same question last time. Thirty-two books, dude, and people love them. All right, Patterson wrote like whatever, two hundred fifty or whatever he wrote. Yeah, he created like a franchise that people could write on their own without him. Right, but he was he was like four hundred million, like something crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, he was like one of the richest authors of all time. So, all right, she's obviously not even if she's ten percent as popular as him. It makes no sense. And with the lifetime licensing? Right. She's going to make movies. Do you, okay, so one of the thoughts I had is that she's kind of a conservative Christian, so I wonder if maybe she, she gives away a lot of money. It's possible. But that would still only be 10 to 15%. I mean... 
Or she's just stupid. I mean, Warren Buffett is giving away more than he can even give away. Like, he can't right. keep up with it. Right. And, and he stole $50 billion. And he already told his kids he's not giving them any money right. either. And he still has money left over. And so. he can't spend... He's like Brewster's millions. He can't get rid of it fast Yeah, that's enough. right. That's right. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know... Well, all right. What is Dorf then? $12 million. <sighs> He did something right. He's yeah. the opposite. It, it, he has no talent. It makes no sense. I mean, he's you know, oh, he's, he's talented. He's I good. Say that. I know he's a, he's a fine actor. Your point is like he's not. He's uh, a poor man's Ethan Hawke. Yeah, he's not a superstar. Correct. So you're like twelve million. That's pretty good considering he never had a big right, payday. Yeah. yeah, he was never in like a long running TV series. He didn't not have that a I know not of. Not even like a psychic. I mean, Blade. I guess <gasps> Blade probably made money, but he was only in the first one. That's true. And it wasn't a big movie. Like, until. It did all right, I bet. But but it wasn't big until it was, like, an HBO rerun. Like, that's when it got super popular. Yeah, the series, yeah. I think Nerd, like, it was before the comic book stuff. It hit was. It kind of started it. Yeah. I mean, it was the first one that was, like, based on a Marvel. I mean, they didn't they didn't advertise it as a Marvel right. character, but it was a, it's a Spider-Man character, actually. And I actually think I like maybe. That might be my favorite it's comic good. book movie. Yeah, it's, it's really good. good. Yeah. All right. So. Two other co-stars, Chris Christopherson mm-hmm. or Christopher Play Martin. He's in that? Yeah. Is he? Oh, no. He's Blade Brown. Sorry. Okay. I couldn't remember why I put him on there. It's, I, I totally spaced. Um, so Blade Brown from Class Act or Chris Christopherson who plays some sort of wizened old man. You're, you're finally starting to get get to me on these because- <laughs> I'm in your head. It's not even that it's been a long- I mean, it's been a long week at work, but- Am I, I'm much more clear-headed now than when I did. Oh, Bird Secrets. Secrets. You might as well have been asleep. It was hilarious. I don't... These, this is... I mean, I would guess Chris Christopherson, but he's much older. Yeah, he's got to be in his late 60s or so 70s, he's probably right? Sent a, spent a lot. Yeah, the Ed Asner principle. I'll go Chris Christopherson. Okay. I'll go he's worth $3 million, Blade Brown, <laughs> one and a half. <laughs> It's maybe my favorite one of all time. Okay. So you're correct. Blade Brown is worth $300,000. Oh, I said 1.5. I know. Oh. That's why it made me laugh. Oh. Chris Christopherson is worth $160 million. What? Oh, my God. I I would have never guessed that in a million fucking So you got to remember, he wrote a ton of songs in the 70s. I know, but I didn't know any of them were moneymakers. But that was back when you could even write a bad pop song and make money. Also, Chris Christopherson wrote Scholar, if I recall correctly. What's that? Is that like, a uh, no, uh, so like in college, you can go get like basically a free scholarship to study abroad, usually in England, if you're okay. a very high end student. It's like mm-hmm. Bill Clinton was one, people yeah. like that. So he was like very smart. Yeah, 160 million. Maybe <sighs> the, that's up there with Jamiroquai surprise, I would say. <sighs> also, that's my favorite dessert. <laughs> wow, that's that's it's just quite hat, shocking. It's just a hat full of pudding. I mean, if you didn't know the answer, what would you have guessed? For oh, him? I would have. I wouldn't. Have, I would maybe twenty. Okay, I would have thought like, oh, he has some publishing. Like the high end. Oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I, agreed. Okay, Ken. I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah, this is why this is why we play the game. I know. Not everybody can be good every every game. <laughs> Who's worth more? Mm-hmm. Tracy Lords. Yeah, it's awesome. Played mm-hmm. or Wesley Snipes. All right, so I know Wesley Snipes went through tax evasion. Yeah, and this complicates his math thoroughly. Now, I was surprised by the number, and I, I, I don't think that gives anything away. Yeah, I kind of have to like think what would he have been worth, right? Pre-tax evasion and 
pretty much remove 75% of that. Yeah, like because I bet he was worth closer to Christopherson than Lord. Yeah, because he was A-list, I would say, for and some of those movies. five years, 10 years. And and back when they would just pay a... Because f- like, like Passenger 57, like uh, the one on... Uh, with the where he uh, murder at or um, murder at sixteen hundred? Yeah, wasn't he in that? Yeah, um, where the guy's like he's doing the thing at the beginning. <laughs> right. He's he's uh, waxing the floors like the like he's swimming on them though with the pads. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I mean, I don't think he made a ton for women can't jump, but that probably made a lot on the back end. And think, but just think about all those movies he was in between like eighty eight and ninety four. Yeah, they they're all, all made money right. and it got paid. Like the yeah. Sylvester Stallone one, uh-huh. uh huh, the one that Sab likes. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. God, why can't remember that? Phoenix. Good day, John Spartan. Yeah. Demolition Man. <laughs> Phoenix. It's his name. <laughs> oh, that's right. I thought you were saying the movie. Something Phoenix. Yeah, you're right. Ty- no. Yeah, you're right, though. It's Phoenix. Um, I think it's spelled P-H-E-N-I-X. I'm sure too. it is. Um, all right. I wish it was spelled Phoenix. <laughs> so I'll say Snipes is worth... This is maybe the hardest round ever. And partially, I got you by surprise. I'll you had say no idea. five million for Wesley Snipes. Okay, that's yeah, that's a good guess. And who is he facing? Tracy, Tracy Lords, Lords, famously underage adult actress turned legitimate actress. I'll say she's around eight million. Great job, because I, I thought she could be less than Blade Brown or more than Stephen Dorff. A sentence no one's ever said <laughs> in the history of English. <laughs> I so Tracy Lord seven million so oh, great wow. job I All was right. really I don't know how she's worth that much because she's not making any resids on those adult films I yeah. don't think Wesley Snipes ten million dollars right I, but right like it, again could have been I, I thirty and could have been do, two I was really trying to do like ten percent of what I you know like ten uh, percent even he I think he would have been closer to like sixty or seventy yeah. So I that's how I kind of did it. But like I don't think he's made much back after he lost. No, cuz he hasn't been in anything. I mean, he's, and he's that was only, like 10 years ago. And he's maybe? just making residuals. Like and some of those movies probably still are worse some. And he's not that those aren't on reruns all that much. Can okay, we're going to interrupt this slower than worth with. By far my favorite. So I saw Hamilton on Sunday, and there's a guy who there's a, 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 a part of it where they rap like Skilo, like okay. like that style, and it, it cracked me up. Oh god! It's just like I would, you know, that kind of like <laughs> yeah, high end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. It, I was like, who's? This? I was like, this sounds like fucking Skilo. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Oh. Pulitzer Prize winning play with Skilo in it. <laughs> Playing the part of Hamilton tonight will be Skilo. <laughs> Like, I, can you imagine? That'd be awesome. I, I, would, I would lose my fucking mind. Uh, all right. So we're going to go through the same people. Who's taller? Debbie Maycomber or Tracy Lords? <laughs> she would hate that comparison. I have no idea what Debbie Maycomber was. <laughs> I like. know. I didn't either. It took me a while to find but it. But she seems like she, she would be short. Yeah. So I'll go uh, I'll go Tracy Lords. Okay. I'll go five foot six for Tracy Lords, five okay. foot two for Maycomber. Maycomber right on the nose. <laughs> She's very short, five foot two. Tracy Lord's five foot seven. All right, all right. So Snipes, Dorf, Christopherson, play. Put them in order, lowest to highest height. So Wesley Snipes. Yep. Stephen Dorf Dorfman. <laughs> I'll go Dorf. Okay. Play Snipes Christopherson. Dorf, play Snipes Christopherson. <laughs> Incorrect. 
Do you want to guess any of the heights on those? Or do you want me to just tell you the uh, order? A dwarf. I'll go 5'7". Okay. Uh, Blade Brown. Steven Dorf, 5'8". Okay. Blade Brown, 5'6". Five, 5'11". <laughs> All right. A taller than, I think because he's not ple- or kid, yeah. it throws off the, the hair, height. You don't yeah. know really how tall he is. Uh, Christopherson, I'll go... Chris six- Kid Reed. <laughs> Sad I know that. I'll go 6 foot. 5'10". Snipes, 6'1". Five nine, wow! I was surprised. I thought he was taller, but again, it, the rule of Hollywood always, right? Like it just. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in uh, the the fan. I think that made a lot. of Oh money. yeah, that did make a lot of money. Yeah. Remember, we looked it up at some points. We were like, "Is that good?" I mean, it's yeah. not good, but it it's it, watchable. Yeah, and it has two good actors. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw it at theater. It's about baseball, Wesley Snipes, and Robert De Niro. <laughs> right? Like, what Come else on. am I doing? Yeah, there's another celebrity height. I love celebrity uh, game because it's a quick it's a quick hitter. Yeah, and I, I wanted to, you know, move through that one because I have a new game. Oh, all right. I, I prepared a lot of material depending on how the discussion of the film went. I really <laughs> I really didn't know how it would end up. Do you know this theme or no? Oh, all right, all right. All right, this is the classic dating game theme. Okay. We're going to play Celebrity Dating Game. Okay. I'm going to give you a name of Celebrity... Yep. And four people who they could have dated. You have to tell me which one they never were reported to have dated. Okay. This is good. This is according, good to, idea. The, according to the website, whodatedwho.com. Whozoomandwho.com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sincerely wish that's what that was. <laughs> we just need to like invest in Squarespace and just make dumb websites. All right. So our first up... Which way are we going to go? Yeah, we'll go this way. Chris Christopherson, oh, 70 God. star, songwriter. I really know nothing about him besides he's that he was in Blade. You also realize these games require zero skill. No, I know. but Okay, so Chris Christopherson. I'm going to give you four names. Tell me which one he never dated. Yep. Barbara Streisand, Grace Slick, mm-hmm. Janis Joplin, Carly Simon. So four singers from the 60s and 70s, three of which were reportedly involved in relationships, not just... I'll, I'll go Joplin just because she died so young. Yeah, see, that's what I thought too, but no, he was involved with Janis Joplin. Okay. The correct answer is Grace Slick. Interesting. Of the Je- Jefferson Starship mm. slash airplane. Slash Starship. Starship, yeah, that's true. Fair point. Steven Dorff. <laughs> it's fun to say. Liv Tyler, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Now, I know for a fact he's with Silverstone. You do know that. Be- yeah, because in the crying video, he's in the crying video. I wondered video. if you'd remembered that. Come on. I, I, I'm insulted that you were All right, fair that. enough. Look, before you couldn't name one Dorf movie, so. <laughs> Besides the game. <laughs> Besides Dorf on golf. <laughs> How did that we get this far without saying that? I don't know. That's I'm actually really disappointed in myself. I just made that joke before. Did you? I fucking missed I it. Said he, I said I enjoyed when he was in golfing oh or fishing. Oh, my God, you're right. Are you I, okay? No. I, was, I, was, right. I talk to students all day. I know. Do you know how they talk? No. Exactly. It's it, it, Look, it's like you're a shop. You're just like you're banging your head against me. <laughs> all right. Um, so Liv Tyler, Silverstone, Peak Silverstone. Yeah, Tyler, Witherspoon, Silverstone, Anderson. 
I mean, I, I would think Bruce Witherspoon was too young. Oh, I didn't even think of that. You're right, though. Because and Anderson's in, a lot older. Because, all right, Crime I, Video was 93. Yes. Silver or uh, uh, Fear was 96. And yes. I think she was maybe 17 or 18 in that. I think we're the same age as Reese Witherspoon or slightly older. And okay. I, and, yeah, I th- so. and I think Dwarf is like 43, 44. So I'm just saying they would have dated later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Later. This is as of today. So no, they, no. They, right, 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 right. So this is not, you know, just. I guess it's possible because she, she dated. She did date Felipe, Ryan Felipe. Or oh, Felipe. right. Yeah. I love Ruth Witherspoon. I don't know why I know so much about her. But, um, I, I, I'm I think guess she, she didn't date. He didn't date Liv Tyler. That's correct. Because I figured you would reason yourself into it through Alicia Silverstone. Right. Like, he couldn't have dated both of them. That's just correct. absurd. Okay. You're correct. <laughs> I did, yeah, see, I gamed it out. I knew. I give you the easy, easier ones first. This one, these next two are just bonkers. Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett, yep, now Jada Pinkett Smith, of course, mm-hmm. but she was Jada Pinkett at the time. Jennifer Lopez, J Lo, yep, Tyra Bank. Mm-hmm. Let me see your smiles. <laughs> Tell you to smile with your eyes, or Holly Berry. <sighs> That's just a murderer's right. That is a who's who. Like, can you? I mean, so is Tyler Witherspoon. So yeah, I mean, maybe Pamela Anderson is the the weak link there. But Not in 1996. I guess the big fake tits are just uh-huh. too much. Um, but I hear what you're saying. Woof. So Pinkett Lopez Banks Berry. So people who are all model actresses in one way or another. So known for their looks I'll and also for being on TV or movies. Go J Lo. That was what I thought too when I when I was. Like when I when I started to look down the list, but no, Tyra Banks. All right, that I was going to be my second guess. I yeah, I kind of was. Try, I was trying to think. Of, I didn't know who she might have been way too young for him too. I didn't know who to put in there. I'm like, who's this attractive and this popular who would also fit there? Who's probably African American or Latina? Yeah, cause she's like, she's who else a, would you even say? <laughs> I thought about Lucy Liu, but I thought that maybe was too obvious because he likes Asian women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a tougher one to Ooh. do. Yeah. All right, last one. I'll let you swallow because these are going to be absurd. Okay, go ahead. Tracy Lords. Oh, all right. So, which of these four men has she never dated? Mm-hmm. Dave Coulier, John Stamos. I, I sincerely wanted to put Bob Saget. I, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I couldn't, though. Uh, <laughs> it was, I, that's just so obvious to be impossible. Uh, Ricky Rackman, former host of Headbangers I, I, Ball. I know who I'm letting them know. People aren't. Look, we're the losers. It's they true. get the information from us. I'm not saying it for your benefit. <laughs> or Slash. Wow. So Slash, Slash Rackman. Rackman, Stamos, Coulier. I mean, the obvious answer is Stamos. Is it? Yes. Why? Because he's 50 times more handsome than any of the other three. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't. Yeah, maybe. I guess I didn't think of it that way, but all right. I mean, I don't think she dated Slash. That your answer? Yes. Oh, okay. Incorrect. Stamos. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't occur to me, like, I just thought it was a funny list of people, and I was like, who would make no sense in this list? But I was like, Dave Coulier seems like the obvious answer. Well, he dated, he dated uh, Alonis Morissette. I know, so it's but- it's possible he could pull women, hot women. <sighs> but she's so different than Tracy Lords. I just- No, those I are, understand Those aren't that. even, like, the same scene. No. And that, but, that's no commentary on either woman. I'm just saying, like, no, I know. But I, I would love it if they were best friends. Either. The way I, the way you're a man, you like, but you would date oh, different I would. kind of right. Yes. You don't think Dave Coulier would? 
No, I don't know. I guess my thought was like, Dave Coulier is a comedian on a hit family show. The idea, not that it's possible he date a porn star, but it, but just, it was it could have been later. I guess that's true. It didn't have to be in 1988. <laughs> I guess yeah, fair point. All right, I stand corrected. You know, people don't date exactly when they're on their shows, right? I know, that's but, the only but his reputation, his career, kind of is, and maybe nobody cares anymore. I mean, no, but you got to remember too, like I just don't even know how they met. It doesn't make any sense to me. Dave Co- Hollywood party, but Dave Coulier and Alanis Morissette are at least Canadian. Like he met her when she was eighteen, and he was like thirty. So yeah. <laughs> All right, Ken. That was the first, maybe last edition of celebrity dating game. Uh, no, I like that one. Well, we'll see. We can play I, that again. I, it's hard. It was fun. It was fun to research. Like it was. It, it gave me the exhilaration of the first times that you and I used to play Celebrate Network. Oh my of God. just like, you click on a name and when be like, first what am, came up with that game. What am I going to see? <laughs> Is it going to be 160 million or 300K? Jesus Christ. Do you fucking believe that? Oh my All God. All right. So you got anything else for us? Or is that it? I was. <laughs> Thank God. I, that, that's it. So guys, we actually know what movie we're doing next. We do? Oh, that's right. We do. You're yeah. right. I forgot. What? What's what's the title again? It's Lovesick Colon. Oh, Yes. Secrets of a Sex Addict. Yeah, I've seen this one. From 2008. Yeah. This is in my wheelhouse. This is Cyber Seduction. This is Tall Hot Blonde. This is... Yeah. Internet is scary. Also, sex is scary. Also, about women, but also not very good with women stuff. Like, it's all over the okay. place. I'm looking forward to it. Well, anything after be this, one. this. Christmas in July is over. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, we're going to do that or watching... And you know what Charlie I was Gacy thinking movies. of? Oh, no, what? Was, I'm pretty sure we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. It was in August. I know that. Was that early? Yeah. We published in September. It was summer. It was summer. I remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're coming up on it. Yeah. And guys, we're coming up with something for yeah. some kind of... We're having a big-time extravaganza reveal. event. Yeah. Multiple <laughs> guests. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Kyle's apartment is gonna be overflowing. <laughs> I have a uh, we have a lot of ideas. We're working on it as we speak. Yeah. So I'm gonna be on vacation for a lot of August. So okay. when, we, when we come back, we will. Yeah. We might. We might. We'll probably only few, do we'll, one or two. We'll put a few in the can. Yeah. We might. Try, we're gonna try yeah, okay. and try to record early next or this week. Yeah. Next, yeah. Not that you guys care. We'll put a couple in, but yeah. Well, we won't be. And we're gonna try to get some guests for the next one. Oh yeah. That you guys all love, <laughs> if we can. If not, you're stuck. I mean, with I'm us not sure too. anyone loves us, so I can't imagine who's right. our guest. But you know, it could be the opposite too. <laughs> We're garbage people from Garbage Town. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, until next time, uh, you know, enjoy your Christmas in July. On the next Cyber Police podcast, starring Sally Pressman. Been hundreds, and when I meet them, I think maybe this time. Peter Fleming. Come on, look around. What's going on here, Sue? Roger Haskett. Who's your first sexual partner? And David James Elliott. You've drugged me. I can't stop thinking about you. It's Lovesick, colon, Secrets of a Sex Addict. All right, we're going to go to our last... I think they're just hammering upstairs. Of course. Not being too loud. Maybe they're like Big Daddy Weave. Yeah, they're like, quit talking shit. <laughs> quit talking S. Maybe they live up there, Big Astrid Daddy Weave. Astrid. Yeah, that would not surprise me. 
I don't know if I'd be happy or sad that I'm on the same level as Big Daddy Weave. Like that, I, I think he'd be doing all right. I and bet the, you they make a lot of money. And there's like five of those dudes, so they're all living in there like the monkeys. Right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Beth Ann Hamlin is, <laughs> this is going to turn to April Hotfeet Smith said all over again where I can't get it out. Uh, Beth, <laughs> you laughed before I even said I'm it. Sorry. That's all right. I'm trying not to look at you. I should do these ahead of time. It really would save time. Delilah used to have it all. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I knew I knew it would make you laugh. I was trying. There's gonna so, be a lot of outtakes in this. I did this so one. hard. I was trying so. I knew the movie wouldn't take us that long because it was so bad. So I oh, figured. It's brutal. I figured I could. I could have 20 minutes worth of games. 